Oh, baby, it's Monday. Oh, sorry, Toby. Oh, my God. The poor guy, he was purring and, oh, it's okay. Who's my little gentleman? Who's my perfect little gentleman? It's Toby. This guy, he is good, man. This Toby, this cat. Listen to this fella. There it is. There's the food. Wow, right on time. 1230. It's great. I love the automatic, the automated, whatever the fuck you call it, for the cat feeder. It's great because we, uh, Friday night, we went down to the city, saw Billy Joel, Madison Square Garden. Great concert. Fantastic. Uh, and, you know, we came back. I stayed overnight and then came back. Uh, the next day, got back around uh, whatever th- three, four. We had to make a, we had to make a several. St- we didn't have to make any stops on the way home, but once we got within a few miles, uh, we left Friday night with a full tank of gas, and I didn't even realize uh, until we were about geez, maybe five miles, ten miles from home, that I was on E, and I mean, not like the E where it's like, oh, we can make it like. F- a few more miles like the e where it's like hey why didn't you hey car why why didn't you beep at me the car probably did beep at me a bunch of times we were just you know we were all just talking and laughing and being so loud and listening to the tunes that i probably didn't hear it and then i and then i was almost home there were a few only a few more exits left and i uh <laughs> i got i got on to route 3 the final the final leg of the journey uh, getting off 495 and heading on, on 3 North in Lowell. And once we came around the little loop there and got on, the car sort of, you know, I didn't stall, but you know what I mean? It sort of sputtered a little bit. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And I looked down and saw, you know, miles to empty. Get gas now is what it said. You know, it'll usually say you got 50 miles to go. You can, you can make it two more miles. You can make it. I was expecting like if it said, oh, you can make it three more miles. I'd be like, yeah, that's nothing. That's probably, yeah, I don't even, yeah, we were, we were very close. So, so we had to stop in Chelmsford and I was only going to put, you know, five bucks of gas in and then go to BJ's and fill it up with the cheap gas. And then I just said, I, I don't even care. I don't want to make another stop. Because we still we had to stop we we stopped and got some food you know we got a fast food uh, Burger King <clears throat> we were gonna, yeah we got Burger King and because just yeah everybody's exhausted and hungry and let's just let's just get fast food and then we went to the car wash because obviously a long trip on a highway you're gonna have bug guts and bird shit and everything else all over the car so we went and got a car wash and then we had to go to the store to pick up our grocery order that was ready so it was like a solid additional hour before we actually got home and then we did and there was a little old toby hanging out so we left him yeah we left him for about 24 hours uh and and while we were at the billy joel concert sitting there listening to billy joel uh singing playing tunes uh the kids said hey let's check on toby see if we can see toby so i turned on the little cat food feeder app and uh no toby and they said well why don't you what if let's feed him so he'll hear the he'll hear the food landing in the dish 
and then maybe he'll come over. He said, okay. So I fed just a little tiny bit of food uh, into the dish. And then seconds later, there he was. There's our little Toby on the night vision thing because it was pitch black inside the house. He didn't leave any lights on or anything. So there's Toby. And then we thought, this is a really great idea. Hey, let's turn on the microphone so we can say hi to Toby. And he can, and so he turned on the microphone, and of course Billy Joel was playing. They couldn't hear it. We're like, "Hi, Toby!" And then it's Billy Joel playing, and I'm sure coming through the speaker on a cat food dish was probably it. Probably just sounded like because then we watched him just sort of back away. He just sort of stopped what he was doing. Try. He looked under the dish to see where does the sound coming from. And then, he, and then he was out of sight. And then we didn't see him at all. Any of the rest of the time, you know, later that night or the next morning as we were getting changed and ready to check out of the hotel, we kept checking the, the, feed, the, 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 the food cam to see if, uh, you know, and I, I kept hitting the feed button to, to feed some more uh, dry food into the dish to see if that would get him over there and, and nothing. And then I would turn on the microphone and say, Toby, Toby, come on, it's us, oh, Toby. And we didn't see him at all until we got home. But he was A-OK. Uh, yeah, I mean, 24 hours, no big deal. But uh, we had, yeah, it was a, a you know, little bit of a stressful thing because the concert was at 8 o'clock Friday night. And normally, I mean, hell, if this concert had been a month ago when everybody's on summer vacation, we would have just taken Friday off. I took Friday off. I let the kids take Friday off just because I'm like, well, if, uh, you know, one of them wasn't feeling well and was going to stay home anyways. And I just said to the other one, I said, you want to stay home? Yeah. All right. Great. So I got to, I, well, I attempted to sleep in a little bit because I was up doing work all night until about two in the morning on Thursday and then uh, got just woke up at the regular time anyways because that's what happens when you get back into the routine. You just get up at 6.30. But I think I was, I think I managed to stay in bed until 7.30 or 8. In any event, uh, yeah, and I spent the day just getting ready. You know, there wasn't much to pack. Uh, Having the kids make sure that they were packed and you know that was that was pretty much it and then i had to run out and run some errands and that was fine and then uh but obviously the wife didn't you know she gets home at 145 in the afternoon so no matter what we can't leave until two at the very earliest and that's that's two o'clock whoa toby what are you that's that's two o'clock uh you know, if if everything was just ready to go, if we, you know, bags and, and clothing and whatever else we need for the trip is just ready, and and that's just not the case, you know, because poor Kimmy got home from work, she's exhausted, she's you know, it was a super hot day, there's no air conditioning, and she's working, you know, she's she's working in a kitchen, stoves, ovens, hot things, lights, people, all that. So she gets home and she's just just drained, and uh, you know she had to take a shower. So you get it anyway. So we get on the road at probably two thirty, two forty five maybe, and you know Connecticut is just one big 
parking lot all the time. So that was the usual, you know, I come to expect we're going to get to Connecticut and then we're going to spend a lot of time there, whether we like it or not. And that's exactly what happened. But we got to the city, you know, I, I was pleasantly because it's about a four and a half hour drive with no issues. Uh, maybe four, four minutes and 15, you know, or four hours and 15 minutes, depending on where in the city you're going. Um, but to get to Midtown and there's no traffic, it's, it's just a little over four hours. Uh, the usual, especially on a Friday night when the weather's nice uh, and we're leaving <laughs> just at the right time to just hit you know, nothing but rush hour. Cause in the Boston area, Friday night, the rush hour starts at like two and, uh, cause everybody wants to leave early. And then actually here's a little tip, a little, uh, a little cheat code. Uh, you can life hack, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you leave Boston, if you're working in Boston and you leave, you just say, Oh, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to leave at three o'clock. Yeah. Then you'll get home at f- whatever you'll, it's going to take you longer. If you wait until like five o'clock, everybody else has already left between three and five trying to get out of there early. Uh, you can leave at five o'clock on a Friday and just sail right on home. Most of the time, not in the summer. The summer's just a disaster all the time. It's just, you know, everyone's going to the Cape. Everyone's going up to the mountains. Everyone's going to the beach. Everyone's whatever. So anyways, uh, so yeah, we had a, we had a, Let's see. We got wasn't surprisingly. See, we got stuck at a school at about two forty-five nearby. They were letting us, and we sat there forever. Yeah, it was about four. Yeah, we left. I'd say we left here around two thirty, two forty-five, and we were we got uh, you know off. Uh, we were getting off uh, Henry Hudson. Uh, I don't know seven fifteen. So I guess that's not that bad. I guess that's about right. Four and a half. Yeah. So, you know, that was fine. That's okay. But again, the concert's at eight. I had selected a hotel uh, based on valet parking because I thought, well, rather than spend time unloading our stuff and then I have to drive around uh, you know, in Midtown Manhattan on a Friday night, the last time we were there, there was no Broadway, so that made it real nice and easy to get around. And now Broadway's in session, so there's a million people lined up for Aladdin and Phantom of the Opera and all that shit. <clears throat> and so I was originally going to select the New Yorker Hotel, you know, the iconic New Yorker sign that you I was going to choose that because it's right across the street from MSG, right across from the garden. And I thought, well, but if I get there and then what if, what if they don't have a, you know, their partner parking garage is not, what if it's, I don't know what I, I, I should have just booked it. I was going to book it. It seemed like a nice place. I should have booked the damn thing. But then I looked up and I saw that Hampton Inn of all places had valet parking, Hampton Inn, uh, Times Square. I said, wow, I can't believe they have valet parking. I said, $70, valet parking. Said, That's fantastic. I'll take it. So that way, with the thinking being, no matter what, when we get to the hotel, we'll just get our stuff out of the car and give the keys to the nice valet person. 
and it'll cost 70 bucks and that's fine and we'll give a little tip and that's fine and then i don't have to worry about my car and driving around the block to get a to get to a garage that's uh you know walking distance 5 minutes away but by car it takes an hour because there's so many lights and pedestrians and everything else roads blocked off for this thing and that thing and you know just all the bullshit and then you get those stupid those stupid fucking carts the bicycle cart guys and you know horse it's just like oh god what a what a nightmare but um and it it was so jam packed it was the most jam packed that i have seen the the midtown times square area since 2019 when uh which was the last time we would have been in the city when everything was still open business as usual type stuff so we got there and (laughs) and it took (laughs) took quite a while to get to the hotel because of course there's a lot of one-way streets various streets are blocked off uh it was just like and I'm, I'm like okay all right well that's okay because we're gonna get to the hotel and just get the valet parking thing situated and then that's it's all good and and we got finally we had to go and we had to we had to practically go to the east river before we turned around to come back up uh to come back up the street of whatever the hell it was uh, 40 41st street um so I'm on 42nd Street. I'm there was a like okay, I'll just take a right here and then it was blocked off like okay. But the thing doesn't know it, so it's saying turn right. I'm like I can't. It's not gonna happen. And and then it's just I mean we didn't go to the East River, but we we were up by like Bryant Park before we were able to successfully turn around and come back up 41st. And then, then it was, you know, it's not that hard. Again, getting around New York City is like, as far as like the geography of it and the streets and the grid, it's, I, I don't know if there's an easier place. Uh, I don't know if there's an easier place to go. Uh, but then when you factor in the people and the crowds and everything else and roads just being blocked and closed and whatever, eh, then that's that's what adds the headache to it. Otherwise... It's like, wow, this is great. You could just, it's it's just so easy to get around. Anyway, so we got to the Hampton Inn, which I would not have otherwise selected, but they had the valet parking that I wanted, so great. And we got to the Hampton Inn. What is this cat doing? He's crazy. He's banging all over the place. We got to the Hampton Inn, uh, and I didn't see any valet people. like, okay, well, guy's probably parking cars. It's a busy Friday night. He'll be back. So I went in, I checked in, and uh, and I saw a guy like with key, it looked like there was a valet, and so I said, okay, great. I said, you guys have valet parking, right? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, sir, we don't have valet parking. But here's the garage uh, over on, oh, she, I, I forgot where the hell the garage was. I didn't end up going to it because it was like in the, it was in the eye of the storm. It was like. It's so like here's the garage, right in the middle of Times Square. No, I don't know where it was. I didn't. I didn't bother. So I, I. So I got really upset. I was like, "You don't have valet parking." I'm like, "You're very nice, but there's no chance I would have stayed at this hotel if I knew that you didn't have valet parking." I love the Hampton Inn. It is a fine. I stayed at many a Hampton Inn. I love your Continental Breakfast. Very comfortable. Very nice place to stay. 
But in New York City, there's a lot of other places I'd much rather stay. And I chose here so that I could have valet parking. And now you don't have it. And uh, also, it was not, there were a lot of better places that were actually less expensive than the Hampton Inn. But I think, I don't know, people just know the Hampton Inn. The tourists are like, well, I don't know. I know the Hampton Inn. I'll stay there, dude. And uh, we got continental breakfast. Um, <laughs> so, which honestly, if you're staying there for a few nights, the extra cost of staying at the Hampton Inn in, in Times Square versus the cost of like if a family of four has to go out for breakfast every morning, eh, it's not so bad. But so whatever. Okay, so now I got to go find this garage and park. And of course, the garage was like, it was in an even worse spot than the hotel. I mean, it was just like, wow, this really is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, and I'm just sitting in a line of cars, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to take how long to get to the next intersection, just before I can even think about turning and coming back up the other way and finding this parking garage. And then I looked to my left, and there was a part, not the parking garage that I was supposed to go to, but there was a parking garage. And I said. I'm parking here. I don't give a fuck. There's nobody waiting in line. To, I'm, so I pulled into the garage, gave the guy the thing. The guy said, okay, come back, whatever. When are you coming back? Tomorrow morning. Okay, here's your ticket. See you, bye. And then I had to walk a couple blocks, a couple extra blocks back to the hotel, but that was nothing. And and then we got ready. And then we walked to the garden, and we got there uh, at about 8.30. And we went in. We got some, con- you know, went to the concession stand. Uh, garden's in a bit of a rough shape outside because they're doing all kinds of renovations and all kinds of work uh, <clears throat> on the uh, uh, closer to closer to seventh. Then we were going to go in because uh, we walked up eighth, and we were going to go in that entrance. But our tickets were closer to to seventh, closer to like you know the Macy's side of things. And nice, and it was just like all right, let's. Let's go, uh, let's squawk up there. And then it was just like, there's just dust everywhere. And the guys are out, you know, it's 8.30 at night and they're out working, doing the construction, everything's blocked off. So the entrance was a little funky. Uh, And then the exit sucked because it was just like one huge bottleneck and people just standing on escalators wondering what the hell. And I thought, oh my God, is this like, is this how it is at the garden? But then I heard, or my wife heard somebody behind us saying, I have been here a million times. I've never had this happen. So I got, I would, I would attribute the, the inconvenience of trying to escape the garden at the end of the show and having to wait a very long time to get out to the, the construction and lack of, you know, there's, there's some exits and entrances that would normally be opened, uh, that that were you know out on 34th that were not open so that's fine that's okay so we got there we got in easy got to you know get some snacks and stuff easy got to our seats easy he started you know we were you know we had just had to climb a few because <laughs> we were way up we were way up in the nosebleeds we were in a <laughs> we were in a different layer of atmosphere <laughs> Uh, and, uh, everybody was super nice that, that works there is great. Just like TD. I mean, they, they really, I I feel like there's gotta be like major training and personalities that they want to, to make sure it's not a, cause I just remember going to sports arenas and things when I was a kid and everybody's just so miserable. What do you want? Yeah, it'll be five bucks. Nachos, the 10 bucks, you know, it's just, 
asshole. You go to like Boston, you go to TD Garden for a basketball game. You're like, yes, hello, my friend. What can I get for you today? All right, it's great. All right, hey, gonna be a good game. You know, it's all like small. They're just so friendly. And why wouldn't you be? Because you were yeah, maybe back in the day they weren't allowed to be tipped. I don't know, but now you can tip them. So like, of course they're gonna be. I, I would put on the whole song and dance too. Uh, anyway. Uh, so as we were climbing the stairs, uh, he took the stage, so we didn't get to see him take the stage, but that's okay. And he played Pressure first, and so but we could hear it as we were going up the stairs. Like, okay, cool, I can hear it. And we got there uh, just as he finished up that song, and we found our seats, and we were way up, <laughs> back up against the wall. And uh, uh, the Chase Bridge was somewhat of an obstruction but not to the stage itself you could still see the stage it's just the big screen behind the stage that you couldn't see so well and frankly i wanted to just look out and see madison square garden you know see the iconic roof without any obstruction see you know the other side of the arena completely just really get an idea of how you know how many people were so you couldn't do that but i guess the positive of the chase bridge which is it's just this level that they built way up high in Madison Square Garden, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. I don't know when they put it in. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a VIP-ish area. You can go and be way high up and you can sit overlooking and you can get, the, you know, I think they have uh, the VIP area where, you, you know, it's drinks and concessions only for the people who are up there so they don't have to wait in the big lines. And uh, and it's only a handful of people up there, so it's maybe a little bit nicer. They don't have all the riffraff. I'm sure they probably have their own bathroom up there too, uh, just like the just like the State Street Pavilion over at Fenway. I'm sure it's it's something like that. But still, you could see this. You could see everybody on stage. There was no blockage of the stage itself, and the Chase Bridge allows to have you know a bunch of TV monitors all over it, so the feed you know, the closed circuit feed or whatever it is, uh, you could, you're, you could watch the concert, you know, but, but it's also kind of like, well, well, I don't know why I not just stay home and watch the, con- but it was, but it was great. Cause you, I could, I could see him very well. You'd see everything happening. And, uh, man, I had a good time. I had a couple of the old, uh, the old lemon drops before we headed over to the show. So I really had a nice time bobbing my head, bopping my head to the, to all the tunes and he plays the hits why wouldn't he he just goes there and he plays hits and then he plays a few few obscure things and i was thrilled because one of the obscure songs that probably a lot of people don't know or don't like or don't care is root beer rag it's just a stupid you know it's just yeah like a like a ragtime you know piano song it's just the piano it sounds nothing like what i'm doing but trust me it's it's like that uh and i was so excited because when we were when the kids were younger when we lived in north carolina i would play billy joel and uh, the root beer rag would come on and my my oldest who is a huge fan still a huge fan of root beer as am i uh as my grandfather was (laughs) Uh, we and the, the oldest would be like, "Oh, is this the root? That's the root beer song, the root beer song, Daddy." And uh, so we started playing root beer. And I, the only, probably the only person in the entire arena who turned to somebody and said, oh, "He's playing root beer rag." <laughs> 
And the, the the nice, the sweet old lady sitting next to us, you know, she smiled when I turned. I turned to my twelve year old. I said, "It's are you reckon it's the root beer rag? He's playing root beer rag. I can't believe it." Uh, and then he played. Uh, I get no traction because I'm running on ice. Which, of course, the kids love that song because it's right from The Office, from Michael Scarn, uh, you know, Threat Level Midnight. The training montage is set to that song. So there's, a, there's so many Billy Joel references on The Office, so the kids appreciated that. And they said overall they enjoyed the show. It was not Paul McCartney for them. It wasn't a, you know, a mind-blowing, life-changing experience, and I didn't expect that it would be. I thought it would be a very good, very entertaining concert. Uh, and the chance to see an iconic performer live in a venue that itself is iconic in the city that, you know, is he's synonymous with. And it's like, man, it doesn't get much more, you know, unless like Jerry Seinfeld came out and started uh, making observational uh, witty comments about things. Uh, you know, it, it's about as New York as it gets, I suppose. Billy Joel and his whole band, they're all from like Long Island, all the guys in his band. And uh, so it's like, then the guys sitting in front of us were just like such, uh, yeah. I mean, they were like high five and they were like my age. They were like hugging and they had their arms around each other, swaying back and forth and they're high fiving and they're throwing their arms. It was just like, yeah, it it was great. I mean, backwards hat, uh, like cargo shorts, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh it was just really really fun, really nice time. And it seemed to go by fast too. I was like, wow, he's it's already over. Um and then we left and it took a long time to get out of there. But then we got to uh we went to Carnegie Pizza, which was like nobody was in because they were all like going to pizza shops, you know, right near msg and just like crowding in there to get them like no 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 let's go let's go elsewhere we can find we can find pizza that we won't have to wait very long to get and we did and we got carnegie pizza and it was great and uh and then we went back to the hotel and we went to bed and we got up the next morning we had continental breakfast and we got in the car and uh i'll tell you one thing though getting getting the car you know it took a while there was a line of cars it was a saturday morning uh and that, you know, we were probably an hour, I don't know if it was an hour, maybe a half hour waiting to get the car. And there were a lot of people waiting to get their cars and there were a lot of people waiting to have their cars parked. And they don't have 50 guys working in the garage. There's like three or four guys. So, yeah, you got to wait a little bit. So this cunt with a, with a beat-up ass old uh, Lexus uh, LS450 um, – yeah, from like you know, the 90s and a New Jersey license plate. Get, she's sitting there like yelling and screaming, like, what's taking so long? And then she gets out and she's she's standing outside of the car like honking. Like, what do you think that's going to achieve? What do you think these guys are doing right now? Do you see the line of people waiting for cars? Do you see the line of people in front of you waiting to park their cars? Do you not understand how the process works? There's not a lot of people working right now. And these guys are – it's its a million degrees. It's so hot and sticky, especially like in this garage. There's no ventilation. It's just gross. And these guys – and they're not spring chickens, some of them. 
They were just running up and down to get cars, bring cars back, get it on time as much as they can. She really didn't have to wait that long, quite frankly. You just have to be patient. And so she finally parks her car, and of course she's yelling and screaming at the guys because they didn't, you know, do exactly what she wanted immediately. And I, you know, uh, I, yeah, it was kind of funny because I said I was like, oh, you know, as she's walking away, she's like, go fuck yourself, and it's like. What do you think they're do you think that they're like deliberately trying to just like fuck with you? And uh and my and my wife said something. I I forgot what she said. She's like she's like there's she's like there's other people waiting here too, bitch, or something like that. I was like, "Whoa." Uh, <laughs> and then and then some guy said, "See you next Tuesday." I mean, everybody was like, you know, everybody was piling on her, which was good. And the sad part is she has a little kid with her. And look, I've I've embarrassed myself in front of my kids yelling at somebody and f this and whatever. We all, well, I don't know if we all have, but I certainly have. And uh, you know, I I don't feel good about it afterwards. Uh, but it was just like, yeah, it's like uh, maybe that's what Kimmy said. She's like, nice, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know, but I can't remember anything. Nothing. I don't retain anything these days. But. Uh, yeah, we all we all had a good time just yelling at her. And then, oddly enough, as I'm waiting in the friggin', uh, you know, just the line to pay, you know, to hand over my parking ticket and pay and then have them go get the car, and the kids are on the other side. They're, they're, they're across the, you know, across the way, um, you know, out of, out of the way of the traffic uh, on the other side of the garage just waiting patiently. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the fucking naked cowboy just I don't know where the hell he came from, but he was walking through and he's got his guitar and he's in his gear and which when I say gear, undies and a cowboy hat and boots. And I was like, is that naked cowboy? When was the last time anybody heard from naked? I don't I, like we've been to Times Square quite a bit over the years and I've not seen naked cowboy at all. And uh Maybe he was just waiting for COVID stuff to be done before he started playing naked songs. But, uh, yeah, he just kind of – and my kids have never – they don't know who Naked Cowboy is, so they just see this guy in his undies with a guitar and a cowboy hat and long hair just walking through the garage strumming his guitar. And, I, you know, my wife and I both gave a look like, that fucking Naked Cowboy? I didn't know he was still a thing. So that was funny. Uh yeah, and we got got car and head home, and uh, you know the rest of the story. But it was a nice, a very quick trip, a very exhausting. Like oh man, I hate doing this shit, especially for just one day. You know, just for one event. But you know what? That's an event that, like Joel's got like a couple more shows left this year. He's got you know one pretty much every month. I think. I think he just average does like once a month the the residency thing at the garden he does a you know one show a month and they're all sold out and after December if you go on his website there's nothing past December so there's like maybe three more Madison Square Garden shows and then he's got like I don't know he's got a couple th- things in Australia like in December he's got a couple concerts in uh, yeah one's in Australia one's in New Zealand and I think that's pretty much it. Maybe maybe one or two other things somewhere in I don't know Georgia or I, I don't I don't know. But uh, he's got a handful of shows, a handful of dates 
for the rest of the year. And maybe he's got a bunch of stuff and just not on his website. But, you know, you kind of think, like, what if that's just it? What if he just finishes up in December and he's like, okay, guys, that's enough. You know, maybe does, like, one farewell show somewhere that, you know, only celebrities and things can get into and ultra-rich people. So it's like, yeah, you just generally speaking, you know, these these old guys and girls and whatever who are in their 70s and 80s, there's a limited number of appearances that you're going to have a chance to see them. And so that's why I say, yeah, let's just – nobody wants to be driving to New York on a Friday night, a four-hour-plus drive to turn around, you know, 15 hours later and uh, and drive right back home, you know, to spend a, a night in a hotel for – whatever it costs to stay in that hotel and barely even be in the hotel. It's like, ugh. but 20 years from now, I'm not going to remember like, Oh, what did the hotel cost? What did the, how long did it, how much traffic were we in? Eh, whatever. They didn't have valet park. I'm not, you know, who cares? I'm going to remember, like I was so, I was so pissed and stressed out and unhappy. And then we got into that concert and sat down and we had our drinks and our snacks and, no place to go for the next several hours except to just listen and enjoy Billy Joel playing his most popular songs. And then I was in a great mood for the rest of the time. And yes, I had some lemon drops. That didn't hurt either. Uh, great, great time. Great mood the rest of the time. It was, it was really awesome. And so, and my kids didn't give a shit about Billy Joel. And I knew it wasn't like Paul McCartney. I knew they didn't give a shit about him either. And I knew they were going to go there and just be blown away. And they were, and they just said it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. Billy Joel, I knew that wasn't going to be the case with Billy Joel. I would have been very surprised if they walked out of Madison Square Garden and said, that was even better than Paul McCartney. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be better than Paul McCartney. Um, but I knew it was going to be great, and it was exactly what I, exactly what I had expected, um, you know, and exceeded in some ways. But it was really, I just, I said, we're going to sit in the garden and listen to him play his best songs and and sing along to the ones that, that you know and it's just gonna be fun and he's you know he just like all those guys he tells little stories in between little jokes and you know nonsense and it's just like yeah that's great but i'm watching him get you know paul mccartney getting around the stage you know paul mccartney's doing like a triple lindy off the top of the stage and landing on both feet and then doing backflips and cartwheel <laughs> <laughs> 80 years of it. Billy Joel's, uh, I don't, he's not quite 80, but he's whatever, 10 years younger than Sir Paul, something like that, early 70s. And, uh, and he's, man, he was like, he still got it on the piano, his voice, nothing, nothing missing there. Uh, but just, I, I did feel bad, like watching him, you know, get up to like walk from the piano up to the front of the stage to the microphone and he's, you know, he's limping and hobbling and stuff. And I don't know if that's how it always is or if he just maybe he just recently had an injury or had surgery. I don't know. I have no idea. But I felt bad. I was like, oh, man, he's, you know, he's not getting around so great. He is in his 70s, I do believe. Uh, Alexa, how old is Billy Joel? Billy Joel is 73. 73. No, no, uh, no. No, no, thank you. Okay. I don't know where he was born. He's from Hicksville. Was he born there? Maybe. 
Maybe he was born in Massapequa. I don't know where he was born. I don't care where he was born. But he's a Long Island guy. He's from Hicksville, I do believe. Uh, anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, any, anyway. Uh, yeah, it was just like, okay, he's just a 73-year-old guy. I think about the people that I know who were like my grandparents when they were 73. Yeah, my my grandpa was already done. You know, he couldn't play golf anymore by the time he was seventy three. Like it, it was just it was oh, like I think he was seventy three the last time he played golf, and then that was it. And then he just kind of, you know, that was it. He had nothing else to do. Uh, so you see a seventy three year old guy, and some of some of them who are eighty, like Paul McCartney, can you know dance and twirl around and do all that stuff and. And there's, you know, some 73-year-old guy. Billy Joel, uh, let's be honest, too. He had a he he didn't always treat his body like the temple that it is. And neither did Sir Paul, but it seems like Paul McCartney kind of, you know, any of the shit that he was doing back in the 60s and maybe 70s, that was pretty short-lived. And then, you know, the the whole vegan thing and he's never been fat. He's always been just kind of the same exact size. Like he's one of those people. Who's just like you get to be an adult and you get that's just the size and the height and the shape and you able to maintain that forever and that's pretty impressive and obviously yeah Joel not so much and there was periods of time where he was out of the limelight not really doing anything not performing not you know guy hasn't had a record in in 30 years almost his last uh, CD I think it was 93 and uh but he, you know but so he's yeah, he the alcohol and whatnot so yeah he he made different choices than a, than a Paul McCartney and some of those other guys, and also some people just they're the they're the exceptions to the rule. It's like that guy should be dead. You know, the Rolling Stones should they really still be like out there doing what they're doing? I don't think so, but they are. And maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts is a guy that if you asked me twenty years ago, here's a list of wrestlers. And only, you know, <laughs> if you had gone back 20-some-odd years ago and said, uh, yeah, Jake the Snake, Macho Man Randy Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ultimate Warrior, only one of those guys will be alive in 2022. Who do you think? Be like, well, definitely not Jake. We can take him out of the equation. No, Jake the Snake is still alive and still working, and he's still on in the wrestling thing. And you got Sting, who's like 65, still jumping off of – steel structures and landing on wrestlers and having matches and stuff and his career was over like seven years ago he had to retire because he was injured so bad now he's still wrestling and then you know and then there's people who are in their 30s and they can't do it anymore because they have a you know an injury or something and that's it they're done so it's just you know there's some luck there's some genetics there's some just whatever but yeah, Billy Joel getting around on the stage was not the same as Paul McCartney, and I did feel it's like, oh, that looks, it looks painful just kind of watching him limping and all that. But he still gets down, you know, high fives all the pretty girl, shakes the hands of all the pretty girls that they put up in the front row, and then there's always some old man who runs up and tries to push them out of the way to get a handshake and. <laughs> varying degrees of success in that endeavor but anyway uh it was a very good time it was a very good show 
and I've been talking for 40 fucking minutes already. But I just wanted to tell you about that. There's other things I'm sure that I have to say, but maybe another time. Anyway, Billy Joel, if you, you know, I don't know. It's It was great. It was really good. And, uh, and I'm uh, glad that I got to check that off the list. And I'm especially glad that this weekend there's there's no concerts, there's no trips, there's no nothing scheduled. Nothing at all. And I'm quite happy about that. I like those weekends. We haven't had enough of those over the <laughs> over the summer. So anytime and when there's a lot of busy stuff coming up in the weeks and months to come. So uh yeah, so this will be nice to just just chill the fuck out and relax over for the entire weekend. Cuz that was the other thing too. You, by the time you get home, it's like god damn, it's 4 o'clock. Like Saturday's gone. We didn't get to have Saturday. At least it wasn't a Sunday. I'm glad it was a Friday concert so we got to come home on Saturday and then have all of Sunday to just hang out and rest uh, versus if it was a Saturday night concert and we came back, got back Sunday at 4 o'clock and then it's like, okay, kids, get get ready for school, get ready for, <laughs> lay, lay your clothes out, get showers and baths and whatever else you got to do. So that was good. But anyway, fun times and I do have to go. But we'll talk to you next time. I've, uh, I managed to post podcasts on Sunday and I had trouble posting the last couple. I don't know why. They weren't, like, saving properly. They weren't in the fold. I, I couldn't figure it out, so I quit. But I'll, I'll get back to it. And if you're listening to this, that means I got some shit to work. So, anyway. All right. That's it. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators. <laughs>